0: Welcome to This Week in Common Sense, starring Paul Jacob. My name is Timothy Verkula. We're going to talk about the big stories of the week that have occurred everywhere, anywhere. They're big stories, but mainly as they have appeared at ThisIsCommonSense.org.
1: And I think the important news that hardly anybody in the world knows is that I got real glasses I have real glasses now that I can wear. They're like prescription glasses. Um, and it's, it's like I've had these, uh, you know, what are they? 1.0 or 1.2 glasses I get at the Dollar Tree. I have a whole drawer full of them. Just like lots of glasses. And because uh, and, I lose them all the time. And it's just a nightmare. They're upstairs, downstairs, wherever I can never find them. And of course I lose things from time to time. So it's, that's not, it's not a bizarre happening. My wife always says, you know, what are you going to do when you get real glasses that cost some money? we got these pretty cheap, but, but still uh, more than a dollar. And uh, I've now had the glasses for 10 days and I haven't, I haven't misplaced them once. So I'm, like, just, you know, and I'm surprised that the, the Washington Post, New York Times, there's nothing about this, of course. They're shunning, you know, the the big news. But anyway, I'm very proud, and uh, I can see, I could see things before, but now I can, like, see words distinctly.
0: Okay. And you're correcting for not very good nearsighted vision, is that correct? You that are- is correct. That is correct. Now you're, you're now about three feet away from your um, camera and your computer screen. How is it without the glasses? You're not wearing your glasses now.
1: No, uh, I can uh, see you very well. I can't see myself. I'm like much smaller on top of you on my little thing here. And, and I can't see me with any real definition, (laughs) but boy, do I look handsome?
0: (laughs) (laughs) So. Well, that's kind of interesting. Um, so you've never really worn glasses as a matter of course.
1: No. And it's one of those things that it's like, you know, people in my family growing up had to get glasses. My wife's had glasses for a while. She had glasses as like a little kid, but then whatever stigmatism or whatever it was got fixed and she didn't have them for a while, but I've, my kids have had glasses. So I've like, you know, been whistling past the uh, glasses graveyard for a long time. And, uh, And I still feel aggrieved, even though I'm kind of a late person to glasses, age wise. Hmm.
0: So just as Paul was talking about his new technology, that is glasses, which is very old technology, our modern technology failed and there was a freeze and our internet connection went haywire and I switched my VPN from Kansas City to Bend, Oregon. And and we're now talking about virtual private networks. My local internet provider can no longer track me, which is good because they don't need to track me. The deal is, I don't know anything about these VPNs. I don't know which ones, or all of them, or none of them are run by the NSA or one of our 1617 uh, spy networks. I don't know. I don't know how that works. It seemed like if you were in the antivirus business, one of the things you'd want to do was to be make viruses to prove your worth. It's rather like governments that that then engage in anarcho tyranny. I mean governments are there to protect you from government that's kind of one of the jobs of government right. and and I don't know anything about VPNs. so you know I, I tried to buy a, a cheap one that's what I, that's yeah. I read the services of a cheap one I don't know what which one works best I have no way of knowing who would be lying to me or not I'm now paranoid on this kind of matter I just sort of assume well, the I, NSA knows I, all it wants
1: on things in general it's like when people say, well, what, what media source do you trust? Well, none. I mean, that's the whole point. And it's and and the truth is, it would have been foolish to a hundred percent trust them a long time ago. I think that they've gotten worse, but I don't think it's it's night and day. Media was, you know, slanted in the past too, and in fact, had Connections now and again to the deep state and so on and so on.
0: Well, from the '60s onward, the, uh, the CIA was was heavily infiltrating the media and 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 nudging it in the directions it wanted to go. There's a reason why almost all the we, we almost often make fun of CNN and Fox and those. They all agree when it comes to war. Yes. yeah we we know i mean that was a great thing about the syria business you know trump became a great president when he bombed an airport in syria or something yes. but we now know that the reason to go to war in syria was was, was faked probably by the cia yeah. i mean that's actually known i
1: don't know that, it's known that it was the cia but it's known that that it well as much as anything can be known it's it's pretty clear that the places where in the government they were saying it's the Syrian government they now have owned up that they don't think it's this it was the Syrian government and we bombed a Syrian government airport because somebody else used chemical weapons
0: yeah and there are sort of contextual reasons why we didn't think that was true why the accusation we didn't think was right true.
1: It, it didn't make any sense it was right. like it was so clear that it was it was just a, such a stupid move for them and yet it would be a great PR move for the, their opponents that it, you know, and they right off the bat, it, it you know, denied it and so on. So it's, uh, it's kind of like the weapons of mass destruction in, in, uh, in Iraq. Actually, you could make a case for him having chemical weapons and other weapons because we helped him get them and, um, you know, and knew about it and were copacetic with it. The U.S. government was, not, not the American people, but um, so so. It, the the truth is, he did have some weapons of mass destruction. He didn't have nukes, or at least there's no no evidence that he did. After we ransacked the country looking, but um, but the truth is, that's one of those things where it's like you're really gonna believe that you're going to believe the the deep state has somebody somewhere who said something and so you're going to war when even if he had nukes in some way he had no delivery system he's he he's not as powerful as uh, uh the north korean leader and and so it you know i mean the whole thing was just so ridiculous for adults to to be talking that way as if it was even plausible that, that this should be a, a some a story believed and then let's go to
0: war well you know we got into the whole Persian Gulf in the first place largely because of lies yes uh, the, first the Gulf Yeah, Yeah, everyone's I think now favorite example is the girl who was testifying that the Saddam's uh, army was coming through and putting uh, taking babies out of incubators and things like that and
1: throwing Mm -hmm. them out the
0: window. Throwing
1: Tim, I mean, come on, do we need to hear anything more? They were throwing babies out of from incubators out the window.
0: and It makes no sense. That would be that would would be the least priority. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Number seven is. Yeah, <laughs> Americans uh, fall uh, well, for it so much because we lo- we love being the hero and the other people being evil.
1: I remember at the time thinking, "Wait a second, this just seems like and and never is it does it make sense to make policy for that reason?" In other words, Russia isn't wrong to invade a, a Ukraine because of what's happened in the suburb where you know a bunch of soldiers killed people and there's there's a. German uh, intelligence supposedly has has audio tapes of Russian soldiers discussing, you know, killing civilians and so on. Um, That's horrible. That could be a broader policy, which is horrible, horrible, could be just these are horrible people, which is horrible. But you don't have to I mean it's it's like the more you base oh, it's right or wrong because of some bloody shirt that some media outlet has that, that you have no firsthand knowledge. I mean what I think we can all agree on is Russia sent tanks and soldiers and stuff across the border. That's easy to see. you can satellite pictures, they're not denying it. That's all I've got to know to say okay, I'm I'm on the Ukraine side because. You're invaders.
0: But now we know that some of the uh, alleged uh, war crimes of Russians uh, are Ukrainian war crimes. And it's getting very murky. What's happening in Ukraine is not at all clear at the present moment. My reaction to this now is that I just don't know what's going on in Ukraine. Because almost anything they could say could be a lie. And the, and it's easy to fake stuff now too. Yes. So and and the whole purpose of most communication, especially uh, now, is to get us all to want to go to war. And I'm not, you know, I'm not on board with that. So I'm I'm bracketing most of it out. I just don't know what's what's going on.
1: It's like when they first were saying, you know, it was slow for for uh, Russia to, you know, you know they they felt like they weren't weren't moving very effectively and stuff. And I thought. You know, you have to take that with the fact that our news media is cheering for Ukraine, and and I'm cheering for Ukraine. So you know, I mean, I can, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you have an illness, you're cheering for you to beat the illness. But if you go to your doctor, you don't want him cheering too much. You'd like him to be very sober and analytical, and and you want the news media to be the same way, and and. And it's a problem. When they're not, you have to calculate that, which means, okay, they're not going to tell me anything negative about Ukraine. If they do tell me, it's because they have to tell me, and they're going to spin it as well as they can. And they're going to tell me any horrible tidbit they can about Russia. And they're going to spin it as bad as they possibly can. That it's just, uh, they, they want, they said, kill them extra hard. I just knocked it over. Uh, they said, to, they, you know, it's like, it's like we want blood. We want, you know, they're the most evil Nazi-like. Uh, there was something I saw today about that. Maybe they need to denazify uh, Russia. And of course, w- we need to do that everywhere. We need to, you know, convince people that freedom instead of, oppression by big government, which is what Nazism is um, you know that that's the better path but it it in all of these conflicts our our media is very unhelpful because of just how out of whack they are in presenting news and it seems to me that that you could you know you could signal that hey I'm on this side, uh, as a as a network as a newspaper i mean people know your editorial stance you don't have to just go overboard hyping everything one way and and that's you know that's how they do politics in the united states that's how they do war foreign policy it's uh it's it's a big problem
0: well in the five pieces that you wrote on thisiscommonsense.org sense.org this week because after all this is <laughs> this is this, is, this common sense uh, this is a podcast about the pieces that you write on this I'm glad
1: you mentioned that.
0: You only wrote, I think, one thing about Ukraine this week. Am, am I right about that? The it was first the piece. first thing.
1: Let me review this week. we uh, Monday was price to purloin. Pur- 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 Try that again. Price to purloin. There you are. Uh, anyway, uh, this was, I think, the feel-good story. Usually we, we have feel-good stories on Friday more, but this was the feel-good story of the week in the sense that in Ukraine, they're paying bounties for weapons, for tanks, for anything you can find that is a weapon of war. You can get it from the Russians and take I mean, they, they won't like it if you steal from the Ukrainian army. But if you grab something from the Russians, you can turn it into cold, hard cash in Ukraine. And what excellent government policy. Go read it. We salute the smart, free-market-esque policy of saying, hey, we want people to get weapons uh, from the Russians and give them to us, so we'll pay.
0: Moving on to Tuesday, that's a slightly different subject, uh, school boards. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, it's, it's amazing, because at the end of the week, we'll talk a little bit more. Uh, we get back to school boards, sort of. Uh, but school boards, you know, usually don't get much attention, but boy, they sure are getting more. And in Florida, they've just slapped term limits on the school boards. There was a uh, a constitutional amendment, the the Constitutional Revision Commission put up and then was knocked off the ballot by the the, uh, courts there. There's been a lot of back and forth. They're weaker term limits than they should be. They're 12 years instead of eight, but they're something. And There seems to be a recognition all over the place in Florida, which is is conservative, um, but but certainly a uh, competitive state between the parties. And uh, we see in San Francisco, which is not competitive between the parties, is a, you know, one of the most liberal progressive cities in the country. Uh, They just recalled three uh, uh, school board members. And the truth is. Had the dates been a little different, they might have recalled a couple more. Uh, they couldn't because they were too close to the an election and so on and so on. So uh, there's, and in and, and Virginia, and people, you know, they may think of Virginia as a southern state, or, uh, you know, a maybe red even or, or purple. It's not, it's been blue. It's been, there has not been until this last year's election, it, there has not been for, I think, a dozen years a Republican elected statewide in the state of Virginia. And um, it took them a while, it took Democrats a while to grab the legislature. They grabbed it. They had both houses and the governor and every statewide official. And I would say because of what happened in Loudoun County, suburban Washington, but very liberal, uh, Democrats won there this year. They didn't win by quite as much as they usually do, but they still won there. Uh, But but what they were doing there and and in Loudoun and, and, you know, this doesn't happen in every district, but boy, it sure happens more than it should. They had the case of, well, what is this talk about CRT, critical race theory? That doesn't happen in the schools, except line item number 27 for $50,000 is a presentation on critical race theory that uh, that they that they you've paid for with tax money. So what do you mean it's not in the schools? These are our schools. There's the money. There's the line on it. In fact, it's, it's a lot more expensive than I thought it was. Um, they had, uh, you think about transgender policy and stuff. And my view is um, we should be nice to everyone and someone's uh, gender, what they think their gender is, what their sex is, what, that, it really shouldn't come up. And I don't know why it does as much as it, as it does other than people like to cause trouble. Um, but here's what should never happen. In Loudoun County, they had a boy who dressed with a dress and felt like he was a girl, except apparently he apparently wasn't well educated on what girls do because he went into the girl's bathroom and raped someone uh, pled guilty, I believe, to it, um, and then was transferred, kind of like the public schools have learned something from the Catholic Church, uh, and, you know, like where, where they just, oh, we'll just send the priest over here. They sent him to another school where he committed another rape, is accused of another rape. I don't know whether that's been adjudicated or not yet, but it was also there was a fight at one of the uh, school board meetings in Loudoun County, and this isn't all in the commentary, but still go uh, go read uh, term limits for school boards. But in in Loudoun County, they uh, <clears throat> there was one school board meeting where a father got upset and <clears throat> was in a fisticuffs and arrested, and not not serious fisticuffs, but just wrestling kind of or pushing and, hey, you know, uh, wait a second, I want to say something. And he was arrested. Turns out it was his daughter who was raped. And it turns out that what they were saying was to basically pretend that there'd been no such incidents. And for some crazy reason, he didn't like that. And so this is so this is the kind of these are the kind of things that when you know the whole story, you think, oh, my goodness. So there's one little other tidbit, Well, there's like 68 other tidbits. But here's another interesting tidbit about Landon County School Board. They also started a Facebook page of parents and not school board officials, but parents. And then it turned out it was a secret group or it had some sort of security where, I, you know, I don't know any of these things, but where they, you know, didn't know who it was. And then it came out who it was. And it was school board members, several of them pretending to be parents. And then I guess they are parents, but but, you know, hiding their school board nature and attacking other uh other parents who were speaking out and, uh, and doing it just in a really, you know, underhanded, obnoxious, uh, way. And, and, and so I'm, I'm glad it's, it's kind of like recall, you know, a lot, a lot of times when there's a spate of recalls, like there was in, in California for the governor was not recalled. Uh, but you'll hear people kind of say, Oh, well, this just doesn't, you know, this is too much you know we need to somehow be more settled and not have these uh disruptions of of the social order and and i always think you know there are for every person who for every hundred people who need to be recalled one is recalled and so it's that's not where the if there's a discrepancy here it's in all the people who should be recalled who aren't and, and I think it's it's also true that there's a lot more work that needs to be done on school boards.
0: Well, Merrick, Bar- Merrick Garland believes that too, right? He's the one, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he called parents who objected to uh, school board policies uh, terrorists, right? That's, that's one of the- uh, Well, he did.
1: It, it was a line in a report that, that was suggesting and, and um, no sensitivity at all, it seems like, Um, no willingness to back away from that uh, in the in the government and no sensitivity at all that wait a second this is this is first amendment activity this is what we want citizens to do this is this is how america works this is wonderful not terroristic activity and where someone does commit a crime then go after them and and Part of it is part of of drawing the right line is for authorities not to clamp down on what is legitimate free speech. And it is also to clamp down on violence and and threats and violence. That's where you step in. And it seems like that that that's and and maybe it's on a somewhat partisan basis, but across the board almost. There's no stepping in. And we've, we've talked about it. It's almost as if they want there to be chaos. And and frankly, there's some, there's some benefits to people in power when there's a little bit of chaos out there.
0: And to me, it's not even a First Amendment issue. It's a delegation of powers issue because those parents in a school district, you know, ostensibly, they're kind of the government and the school board is their voice. And if the school board won't listen to them it's not a First Amendment issue so much as the school board is actually not doing its duty. One of the duties of the school board is to listen in public meetings to the parents. That, yes. That's, that's actually, yes. so to me, it's just a kind of a strange way of looking at things. Now, I've not heard anyone say about the Florida situation, which is a ballot, you know, the the term limits for school board members, that this move is itself terroristic so i guess that's a that's a plus and a win in some of the way
1: yes i guess that is a, that is a small a small win that that they haven't accused term limits of being terrorism recently anyway
0: we also didn't discuss the big issue in florida regarding schools right now uh, that's not something that you mentioned in, in this week in, in uh, this is common sense.org which is the don't say gay bill yeah sure you've I'm yes. not sure you even mentioned that at all anywhere
1: I, I have not really mentioned it and it's it's uh I think it's not right to call it a uh, don't say gay bill uh, I think that I think there's an angle maybe we should write something about this um I could send you some gobbledygook and you put it into order. Oh, um, can you hold,
0: hold a moment my sure. dog my dog now needs to get out of the room he was he was okay up until this very moment. He didn't um, like what I had to say. Yeah, I think that's what it is. It was just all this terrorism talk. It's just it's traumatic. Now I'm trying to think of what uh, you said. We were talking about the uh, weird situation with the "Don't Say Gay" bill. Oh,
1: then, then yes, the "Don't Say Gay" bill.
0: Well, which of course is is, is a pillorying concept. To me, the the greatest part about this issue is that the reaction to "Don't Say Gay" has been to call the people who want to say gay, so to speak. Groomers, that's been, that's been great. And I've written about this on my website this week, because I think it's actually a very good term for people, for teachers who want to talk about sex. Because when I was a kid, I knew nothing about the sex lives of my teachers and everybody was fine with that. And we also didn't talk about sex in school. We really didn't, the students didn't want to talk about sex. The parents didn't want to talk about sex and the teachers didn't want to talk about sex. Things have changed when now, at least one group, teachers, wanna talk about sex desperately to six and seven year old children. I find that weird.
1: And it's political and it's, and of course everything's political and maybe everything's about sex, but but what the, the underlying issue here is that people want different education for their kids. People have different religions and different principles they live by. And we, you know, look, luckily, pretty much every major religion in the world is against stealing, is against adultery or lying or cheating or killing people, unless you have an official, you know, war declaration or something. Um, but, but, you know, so there's, there, there is a lot of, you know, agreement on on certain rights and wrongs but there are there's a lot of disagreement too and school choice um and we get we should just jump there because um on friday we talk about the explosions of alternatives the explosion not explosions which was all about the fact that we've had an explosion of people leaving the public school system what what uh Cheryl Atkinson, who who does full measure on television, is a thirty-minute weekly program, kind of a news magazine program. She has a lot of good stuff, and she's a reporter who would work for CBS and got pushed around uh, politically, and decided I'm not going to be pushed around politically, and now she does her own thing and and has a lot of good stories. But she talked about what has happened in the last couple of years with the pandemic and. Homeschooling has doubled in the country, doubled between 2021 school year or, or the 1920 2019-2020 school year and the 2020-2021. Over that summer, the first year of COVID in 2020, a lot of people said, look, they're not, they won't teach us. They won't teach our kids. And, and they did something about it. That's a really good thing. Interestingly enough, and I mean, this was not highlighted very much in, in the stories I saw, and then I saw it and checked into it and, and was very impressed. Um, it increased fivefold among Black kids, Black parents. Um, and, and it increased uh, among Hispanics right around the same level as, as white kids and 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 so these these revolts that are happening and these alternatives are the same thing it's people they're not just we don't like that you're talking about evolution it's we don't like that you don't teach our kids who are Desperate to get ahead and to learn things and to achieve, and that's what we want them to do. Instead, you indoctrinate them with all this crap, and and that's that is just ringing from sea to shining sea. That's what the parents in San Francisco were upset about. That's what the parents in Loudon County are upset about. That's what the parents in Florida and Ohio and you know West Virginia and everywhere else. Uh, is there anywhere other than Ohio and West Virginia? Anyway, uh, it, it, and, and yet you still have people try this dodge of, well, you know, they're not actually teaching critical race theory. Look, it's become a, it's become the term for they wanna foist a bunch of racist crap on our kids in the name of being anti-racist, that's stupid. And um, so, anyway, it's it's uh, it's exciting to see parents looking for alternatives, and we would solve the problem of sex education and all kinds of other education in the schools if we had school choice, if we allowed kids. And their parents to decide and it's going to largely be the parents and i'm okay with that (laughs) Uh, and uh, to decide what they're doing for education and that means that education is not going to please the department of education as much as it does today it's not going to please the nea as much as it does today it's not going to please republican or democratic legislatures or the Family Research Council, or it's going to please parents. And it may be, and and look, the majority of parents may want a history curriculum that's not what I agree with. It's not up to me. It's up to them. And and I'm okay with that. In the same way that, you know, I don't like everything that everybody watches on TV or eats for dinner But, you know, I I spend zero time worrying about that because it's not really my decision to make.
0: Well, one of the big complaints, you know, for these last two years, as you mentioned, was COVID and your piece on Wednesday, the allure of the mask uh, was about sort of wrapping up, trying to wrap up. In fact, we, we haven't really wrapped up COVID yet. I mean, I don't think that we can honestly say that there is a consensus in society about what happened for two years.
1: It's almost like society or the government is like slinking off now, <laughs> trying to get away real quick. Oh, it's over. Bye. See you later. Yes, it was a, about a study that, well, a, a, about folks looking at the study that the CDC had put out there on masks, which was garbage,
0: just garbage the CDC's take on it was garbage they didn't tell the truth about their own study right
1: that's true right so it's not that the study you know and got things wrong or whatever it's that they they took the study and made it into hey this really works for for masks and you see this on a on a lot of a lot of these different studies, and it's not just on COVID, this has been forever. Anytime you hear on TV, studies showed today, yeah, no, it didn't. I mean, if if you, every time you heard the study showed this, if you thought, no, it did not,
0: you'll be right
1: <laughs> more than you'll be wrong. I guarantee you.
0: After you're done talking about this, I do have an example of that, one of my favorite example of the, precisely this. Especially when it
1: comes to making decisions, medical decisions, you know, misleading people about what studies say is a really serious deal. And here again, kind of like with schools, when you're forcing people to go to, to get vaccinated or to wear masks or to do whatever or to lock down, just as as you know, you might argue that you're being forced to pay for public education, whether you use it or not, and then maybe can't afford an alternative. And so someone else is deciding when your kid's going to be taught about whatever sex education somebody in at some university or in Washington and some cubicle decided it would be the right thing for them to do. In in uh, but in in medical stuff, for for them to you know, all this control, we do all the studies, we know everything. And then they mislead us about the studies and 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 seem to think that they have a right to make those decisions for us. This is not a good, this is not freedom. That's not what freedom is about. Nothing, no part of they make all the decisions and they force them on us. There's no part of freedom in any of that.
0: So can i tell you about my favorite example of of spinning a study
1: i think we should have an online poll that decides should tim be able to tell us or not but we we didn't set it up ahead of time so
0: of course yeah okay well this is just a, this is this is such a goofy subject and it really is a goofy subject that is still important and that is ufo's and the most important one of the most important reports made by the government on ufo's was the was the condon report And this is a big, huge government document. I have it right in front of me, uh, the complete report. And Doctor Edward Condon, who was in charge of the operation, has sort of the he he introduced it and he concluded it, and he and he's the one who had the had the uh, press conference, and he said there's nothing to UFOs. And he just said this over and over again. He was he was obviously contemptuous of the subject, and he said that they they found nothing of any consequence. Basically, I mean you you can look at what he said, and then you compare it to the report itself. So you have his executive summary at the beginning, basically, and he's lying about his own report because there were all these. There's a, a whole segment of of events that they couldn't explain. They they didn't have a a close to an explanation. And many of the things they thought they they had explained were obviously preposterous explanations. So this is one of the two things the governments have done all all along is that there have been many, many accounts they just, they they can't explain. And then there are the ones that they come up with explanations that make less sense than just saying we don't know what the heck they are.
1: something we've covered a bunch at thisiscommonsense.org is is the lab leak theory. Right. And uh, which was squelched and so on. But, but look at the, at the um, investigation, if you want to misuse the word investigation, of that where the WHO, the World Health Organization, put together experts, including Peter Daznak, who was basically the bag man who gave money to, from, from the NIH to the Wuhan lab. He was the American representative on that fact-finding, investigatory, you know, trip. And it was clear that they did no investigation whatsoever, that this was like a dog and pony show. They went and heard a speech for 30 minutes and then were escorted back to the bus. They were always around, you know, matched up with some Chinese official, which that would have been fine if they were actually even looking for something. It was a joke. Well, I know that. How do I know that? I know that because I've read about it. Why does the Washington Post and the New York Times and Time and Newsweek and every other publication on online, you constantly see it written about. And it's and it's about them doing going on this fact finding trip. And it's never treated as a, oh, a completely fraudulent Fact-finding trip, but anyone who knows anything about it knows that that's what it was. Instead, it's almost always treated as, "Well, that's what they said. It wasn't a lab leak. This official thing." Now, it's kind of like, "Hey, he was a great president." Then you find out, "Oh no, he had people, you know, killed and and he robbed banks and stuff." Oh yeah, well, I forgot about that. He's still a great president or something. It's it's how do you? How do you, it's, it's the double think of, we're gonna continue the same narrative, even though we know that that's just not so. And, and part of it is they still want that narrative. They still want, like they did they, they did that back then. Then they just recently did the same thing. Of course, we wrote about it. We didn't write about it this week, but we, we wrote about it because it, they put out some ridiculous studies that they got they got the information to do the studies from china who which which officially has been unwilling to release the actual you know they had all kinds of the what's the the code uh of of different samples and so on that was online and then pulled it off online and uh, and pulled it offline and have been unwilling to give it to anybody i mean they've covered up all kinds of things so they're going to give us some samples that suggests that, oh, it must have been the, the uh, Wuhan, you know, uh, I'm going to forget the name of it, but the, the, uh, the wet market and uh, where they're selling animals and, and, and uh, butchering animals there. It, it, this it's, it, it is amazing that people will allow themselves to be lied to that much and it brings us to the one we haven't talked about which is will elon elon musk liberate twitter and i i you know i I posted it on facebook and a friend of mine a journalist good guy great guy uh we disagree a lot but a great guy but he says and he said this before He says, look, it's a a private company. They can do what they want. And it's like, what are you talking about? This was a, a piece hoping that Elon Musk will make Twitter better. Whether they have a right with the different deals they've made with different customers and so on to be jerks and try to shut down robust debate of public issues, whether they have a right to do it or not, we can debate. In many cases, they could be found to have violated people's economic rights for posting on Twitter and doing and and helping to build Twitter with an understanding that they had some free speech rights, Um, but that's not the whole point. Twitter is a powerful force in society, and I don't want private forces in society that are bad and evil and destructive to robust political debate to behave that way. I want them gone or I want them to be reformed. And so I'm urging Elon Musk, who certainly has spoken to this problem, uh, to do something about it. But what is this that we ignore it? And not just, you know, not this friend of mine, he's no political hack. He has certain beliefs and he has a you know, different beliefs than I do uh, politically. But but it just it, it shocks me sometimes that there's no there's no outrage that. And and look, if, if you don't have to be for Donald Trump to be outraged that a major newspaper that has what we all know today is a legitimate story was not only blocked themselves from Twitter for weeks, but the story was blocked on Twitter. That's a major thing. That's a major, major problem. And it was blocked other places. And it was lied about with how many different, there were 53 different uh, deep state intelligence agency officials who made statements about this being 51. Uh, 51, uh, yeah, there were probably two others other people don't know about, but I've got secret classified information. No, I'm just kidding. But, but and the main were Clapper and Brennan who were at the very top and who came out and, and of course were asked no tough questions by any TV talking head reporters who are just pitiful, uh, but they come out and say it's Russian disinformation. And of course, nobody told them in the intelligence agency. They didn't see any classified stuff that said it's Russian disinformation because it wasn't Russian disinformation and because the FBI had the laptop already and was investigating it. It's, it just is, it, it is so disgusting. And the only thing worse is to think that people don't have any appreciation. For the fact that this last election, this and this isn't stealing the election necessarily. It's not the government. It's not election voter fraud or something, but it's the collusion of powerful forces in the government and outside the government with huge connections to the government. Clapper and Brennan still have a uh, security clearance and and lying. And hiding the truth at a key point in an election. And why? Because they want to control who you vote
0: for. Well, that pretty much sums up the problem of today. There does seem to be what, is, what is a friend of ours referred to it as a turtle conspiracy uh, to maintain power. And one way to do that is just to continue to lie and present as truth untruths. To make your side look better all the time. That's one of the ways they do it. And convince themselves
1: that they're, they're saving democracy, hiding, you know, sifting through the information that you will receive in a way to, to make it so you'll vote for the Democrats. In, in every case, except for, you know, one news network and, and Fox, you know, trying to make you vote for the for the Republicans. Um, and of course, when it comes to, to war, just per se, they're all for it, always, anywhere, all the time. Uh, that's the one connection with the media. I think there are times to be in favor of... Uh, of defense, uh, war in terms of, of uh, you know, World War World War i I'm glad the Allies uh, didn't didn't run away and hide, uh, but it is it is another thing that that when you think about our media, um, unanimously, on that one issue, on 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 war anywhere anytime.
0: You want to wrap up the whole thing? You want to say uh, this has been This Week in Common Sense? Do something like that? Look look for us on Rumble and the SoundCloud? You want, to, you want to say that?
1: I could. I could tell people. I mean, I could hide it from them. I could be like the mainstream media. But I want them to go to Rumble and see our podcast in the SoundCloud and uh, get the audio. And uh, this is This Week in Common Sense. Glad you could listen in.
0: And to get to all those links, you go to thisiscommonsense.org.